from Workhouse Connect and A.J. Benza. Fame. Uh, he liked to be walked on a leash and play really dirty, kinky sex games. He's a... The guy put the cock in the Peacock Network, okay? Bitch. Hey, everybody. A.J. Benza here for Fame is a Bitch. This is your podcast for March 6, 2020. The week has flown by, although it's been a long week for me, as you know. I'm only messing around. I'm feeling pretty good. Um, a lot to talk about. I've got some good stuff on the Patreon today. It's been many years since my father died. March 5th, 1985. It's a long time ago. It's the last time I saw my dad. I'm going to talk about that on the Patreon. If you haven't signed up, go do so. Patreon.com backslash fame is a bitch. But what's got my attention the last several days and what has captivated a lot of the world, apparently, because he's everywhere I turn around. I want to hire his publicist one day. Corey Feldman. (laughs) This fucking idiot says he's being threatened again, harassed again. And of course, this news comes just days before the release of his documentary. Truth, the rape of two Corys. Uh, in which he promises to expose the child rapist in Hollywood. He says he's going to mention six names. Listen, uh, this thing that was left on his doorway was a calendar with three wolves on it. I almost bought this thing a few days after Christmas when I took my son to the mall. Look at this. I like wolves. You know, it. Wolves mate for life. They're 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 a wonderful animal. They're very loyal. But when I think of Corey Feldman and and wolves, they don't. It doesn't work. But he thinks some some group called the Wolf Pack is after him. So naturally, when he <clears throat> saw this calendar placed at his doorstep, he panicked because that means obviously he's going to be killed. And some of you who've heard this, these podcasts for a while now know that the Wolf Pack comes from the name of a guy, Bobby Wolf, who's a wonderful guy who doesn't believe in a lot of the bullshit Corey Feldman has put forth. He's actually had some YouTube interviews you can go watch where he's interviewed people who worked for Corey, like his angels who went on tour with him and didn't get paid, who claim they saw his drug use, even though Corey claims he's been drug-free and sober since he's 19 years old. So Bobby Wolf is just a decent dude who's done some YouTube interviews and put two and two together, done some um, some of his own research and found that a lot of things Corey says are lies like that alleged attack on his life at the stoplight in San Fernando Valley when he said someone stabbed him in the thigh with a hypodermic needle. It just never ends. And now with this documentary only days away, naturally he is pumping up the PR. I've seen him on a lot of different shows, several different podcasts, always drags his wife along with him, his third wife, So on this latest instance, Feldman says he called police after he got home from a night out and discovered this very dangerous 2020 calendar titled Wolfpack with the three wolves on it. And it was sitting there waiting for him. 
and he posted this photo on Twitter saying, I wanted to blast this out now so people understand this is a live happening in real time. Police are on the way. Please pray for our family. This is not okay. I love when people have very, very heartfelt, you know, uh, important things to say, and they abbreviate. They abbreviate the word four for the number four. Instead of writing out O-U-R, they just print R. I don't know what kind of hurry he's in. I I don't get this. Abbreviations bother me. As for why Corey Feldman, who, by the way, somebody on the Patreon mentioned this, and it's so, I forgot to mention this. I've always felt this way. God bless her for saying this. Doesn't he resemble Al Lewis, Grandpa Munster? A younger version, of course. But as for why he's so shaken up by this, this kid has been claiming for a couple of years now that there's a mysterious group of people, the Wolfpack, that have been threatening him online and were responsible for his alleged stabbing back in March of 2018. He says this group is back at it now because the documentary is only several days away. And the insinuation, the unknown Wolfpack wants to shut him up and keep this story silenced. The, the, the wolf pack, he thinks I'm a part of the wolf pack. He's mentioned that I'm a part of the wolf pack. I'm nobody. I'm a podcaster who thinks he's full of shit. And I've got a couple of people on this show, Fame Fam, who kind of believe this shit. I'm not going to mention their names, but we go back and forth. And I'm, I'm, I, I, I just can't believe they're like, hey, you know, uh, let's give this guy a shot. Uh, you know, we're all assuming he's lying. Yes, we're assuming he's lying, because how could you not see what bullshit this is? Look, nobody's saying this kid wasn't molested. That's not what we're saying. I'm I'm, uh, 99% certain he was. But it's this bullshit about people trying to kill him. And it's also the bullshit about not naming names on a number of shows he's done for years. Um, It's just not something honest people do. So he's very concerned. He also shared a photo of what he says is a cop taking his report. But I don't know many police who allow you to take a picture of them while they're doing their work. And uh, TMZ said they were unable to confirm if a police report was even filed. Now, I watched this clown on Wendy Williams the other day. And by the way, she ought to be committed for the way she acted when she interviewed him and let him talk about how much his life's in danger. There was a point where Corey said he's got to hire 24-hour security to make sure him and his wife and family live, that Wendy didn't speak for almost 15 seconds. She was dealing with her feelings. She literally teared up and got verklempt. She couldn't speak. And basically, he said, you're speechless. That never happens. And she said, you know, Corey, you could die. What are you doing about this? I, 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 I feel so. He's got these girls. He also did a podcast with that crazy half a whore, Trisha, Trisha Paytas. Oh, God. Uh, this one's another crazy one. But he's only going to girls because girls give him the leeway. Girls let him talk shit and don't call him on the carpet. I've asked him to be on the show. He'll, he will never do this show. He knows. And I've even said, look, I'll be fair. I even went so far to send him a message saying, hey, man, 
what you said on Wendy Williams, forget about her, the way she acted, but what you said, you finally came across like you might be being sincere. So I wish you a lot of luck in this endeavor, but I still think you could have named names for free and gotten a lot more credit or publicity. And I'll tell you why in a second. But he went into this whole spiel on Wendy's show about how he needs armed guards 24 hours a day. And she bought it hook, line, and sinker. You know why? Because Wendy Williams has been an absolute liar on her show to her fans many times before. So she's letting this idiot do the same thing. But I did some digging, guys and girls. and This worldwide event he's got, this documentary he's streaming on the 9th, on the 10th anniversary of Corey Haim's death, his buddy, his buddy who promised him, hey, if I die, make sure you get this out there. Do it for my mom. Corey, you're not going to die, bro. Hey, man, I feel like I might. So you promised me you're going to get the truth out. Well, whatever the fuck. You want to know how many $20 tickets he sold so far? 4,000. 4,000 is not a number anybody who's produced a documentary should be happy about. So basically, if you do quick math, that means he's got $80,000 coming in. And that's not good, especially when he said he's put up a million dollars of his own money. Now, I know a thing or two about residuals. I certainly don't know about residuals in the same respect that Corey Feldman does. He was in some huge movies had a legitimate movie star career as a teenager. But I know that gremlins and goonie checks are not what they used to be. I'm waiting for somebody who works at the Screen Actors Guild in the residuals department to get in touch with me and tell me, yes, Corey Feldman calls this office quite a bit and wants to know when the next residual check is coming and how much it's for. Because a lot of actors who need money do that. Hell, I fucking do it. It's simple. You dial the number to residuals. Hey, it's AJ Benza. Um, Can you tell me what residual checks are coming and what they're for? And they ask you for your social and they give you the number. Of course, he's done it. Everybody does it, I'm sure, unless you're one of the upper echelon actors who is still making a huge living. I also don't believe he put up a million dollars of his own money because I don't know how the fuck he got that money unless he mortgaged his house. I don't know. But it doesn't cost a million bucks for this shit documentary with fake acting. I've seen snippets. And then the biggest lie came yesterday. The police report. Because he saw at his front door the calendar with wolves on it. Of course, this got the hairs on his neck standing up because he's always contented that wolf pack is out to kill him. But what I wondered immediately is... How much is he paying this armed security? If they're with him 24 hours, how could they miss somebody dropping off a very dangerous wall calendar at his door? And speaking of the wolf pack, I'd understand if it were the real wolf pack who were after him. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Sting. All you wrestling fans know what I'm talking about. But that's not the case, of course. And as I've told you before, This wolf pack is a fictitious group of people of which he thinks I'm a part. It's just, it's so. If the real wolf pack were going to beat up Corey Feldman, I'm not going to lie. I'd watch that. 
But this is a desperate attempt to get publicity for his badly selling documentary. What we really need is a reward for anybody with a picture of him buying that calendar at some fucking mall at 50% off. Because he's now entering the Jussie Smollett fake hate crime area. The guy's got security cameras. He's got a security team. Well, show us the image of somebody leaving the scary and dangerous calendar at your door. He said he needs 24-hour security, but he gets arrested at the airport with a taser. No security in sight. Puts up a million dollars of his own money. Really? I wonder more than ever now, where would Corey Feldman be if Corey Haim never died? And I tried to listen to him with this YouTuber, Trish Paytas. Trish is this chick who has had sex, oh God, a number of times with, with people. She's a very sexual creature. She talked about it a lot on Corolla's podcast recently. It's not easy to listen to that podcast, not just because the way she talks is so fucking grating on your ears, the vocal fry, the constantly saying like and literally how quickly she speaks it's too much but he sat there with his wife and they tried to act like their lives are really in danger listen a calendar left at your door is not a death threat it's a fucking delivery okay if that's the case what does you do when somebody from amazon shows up load the pistol come on guy but then i started to think how far this kid has fallen And his start in this business was so great. Actually, I got to admit, I wanted to make writing my life because of one of the movies he starred in, Stand By Me. I was mesmerized by that movie. A bunch of friends who walk into the woods to look at a dead body. It was a great flick. And Corey Feldman and the other kids were great in it. It's a big reason why he's a famous child star. When he was a kid actor... He delivered. But in that movie, Richard Dreyfus plays the grown-up version of one of the kids in the Stephen King novel, which was adapted for the film. And after I saw that movie, and I listened to the way Richard Dreyfus narrated the whole thing, I immediately thought I wanted to be the friend out of all my buddies who grew up to be the keeper of all of his friend's secrets. And that's who I've become. So in a weird way, Corey Feldman is kind of responsible for what my life turned into, good or bad. But that doesn't mean I'm going to cut him any slack with these lies. I'm sure some of you have grown bored by these Corey Feldman reports. I have too. I'm not going to lie. But we're almost done here. Once this documentary lands with a thud, and the names he swears he's going to mention as child molesters, including one who is still a big name in the business, he says, I think we'll have to dip into this pole of desperate bullshit never again. And as I've said, I imagine he may mention Charlie Sheen as being one of these abusers, and maybe the publicist Jeff Ballard. We shall see. But I wonder how Corey Feldman feels about the rapper Drake 
because Drake is getting a lot of heat for his new song, which features a Michael Jackson reference. Uh, I don't know if you heard it or not. You'd think people would avoid that sort of thing. Apparently, Drake, by the way, Drake looks a lot like um, the black player you choose on a PS4 gaming system. You know, when they ask you to choose your player, what the you could put a beard on your player. He looks like his beard is glued on. Everything about Drake looks fake. I'm going to start calling him fake. You know, he's taking... In talking about Michael Jackson and his music, he, he he's taken those child abuse allegations and turned them into top 40 rap music. Uh, that takes a lot of balls and a lot of stupidity. But what do you expect with the way Drake likes to text with teenage girls, particularly Millie Bobby Brown and most recently Billie Eilish? They all think it's innocent. They all say, oh, no, he offers us advice. He offers us, to, he tries to help us with our career. Really? Maybe he can start helping people who are 22 and 23. But he really starts to help them when they're very young. And that's troublesome. Fake has released two new songs, Chicago Freestyle and When to Say When. And in When to Say When, he raps this line, Michael Jackson shit, but the palace is not for kids. Still women saying it's childish the way we live. I don't know what the fuck he's thinking. The people who think Michael's guilty are grossed out by this and they're confused by the comparison to Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch, which was the scene of these alleged horrors. The ones who think Michael's innocent, they don't appreciate fake continuing this pedophile narrative. Now on Twitter, some people think it's audacious of fake to mention Michael Jackson hanging out with kids because he's actively texting teenage girls and trying to date 18 year olds while others took no offense and they think that fake was just name-dropping Neverland and not dissing MJ at all. Whether or not he was dissing Michael Jackson or not, fake got what he wanted, which is attention for his song. But anybody who's followed this guy knows he's a real asshole. It amazes me how he's been able to skate his ass through the press with nary a mention that he's been dangerously texting these young actresses and everybody knows it ain't right. You may like his music and God knows why, but with all that fucking auto-tune shit he throws on, this guy's a dangerous dude. And to me, his music is shit. And I think down the road, not too far from now, <clears throat> there's going to be a problem that pops up and he's going to have to deal with it. Today's half of the show is brought to you by Honey. Online shopping is supposed to be so easy. So why is it hard to find coupon codes that actually work? But thanks to Honey, it doesn't have to be. Honey is the free online shopping tool that saves you money online. It automatically finds the promo codes and applies them to your cart, which makes online shopping finally as easy as it's supposed to be. You can go to your favorite sites, Target, Best Buy, Sephora, Macy's, eBay, Etsy, Walmart, whatever the hell you like. When you check out, this little box drops down, and all you got to do is click Apply Coupons. You wait a few seconds, and you scan for every promo code on the Internet and watch the prices drop. My wife and I use this. We saved over 40 bucks getting a baby monitor for my sister-in-law's newborn baby, and I was surprised about how much money just came right off. So I'm a big believer in this kind of money-saving 
business. Honey has found over 18 million members and over $2 billion in savings. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It's free to use and installs in just two clicks. Get Honey for free and join Honey.com slash fame. That's Honey.com slash fame. It looks like uh, Harvey Weinstein's wife, Georgina Chapman, has hired herself a huge PR company to rebuild her image as the woman who married a monster and did nothing to stop it. I know a lot of you think that I have taken Harvey's side, and a lot of the time I have. But some of you are still giving me shit about what I say after he was found guilty on two counts. But this might change your mind because I'm being really honest about how I feel here. Does everybody who thinks I constantly stick up for Harvey hear what I'm saying right now? Well, I want you to listen because I'm about to say that however pushy or sex addicted or predatory or yes, even rapey Harvey was, Georgina knew. Now, she's been seen with the actor Adrian Brody and they're apparently in a relationship. They met at the, uh, there was some kind of launch for a bikini line from model Helena Christensen. Damn, remember her and Chris Isaac's video? The black and white video on the beach? Jesus Christ, was she gorgeous. One time when I was a gossip columnist, Helena Christensen cut her hair really short, and I wrote about it for a week, how, how, how sad I was that that beautiful head of hair was, oh, don't get me started. But now people have been uh, planted quotes for just how hurt and surprised Georgina is and was. She said all this stuff has diverted her attention from the pain and the embarrassment of her situation and subsequent split with Harvey. That's why she's taken up with Adrian. A fashion insider also spoke to People magazine and says that Georgina is repulsed by her past. Quote, to say that Harvey disgusts her is an understatement. She was shocked and livid when she learned about all of this, and especially when it went public. It was humiliating. Sources say Georgina is worried for her two sons, who are nine and six. She wonders what their rapist father's actions will do to their lives now and in the future. They said she didn't know about this side of him, and of course it has devastated her, and she worries about her children. I don't want to come across as an unfeeling bastard, but come on, this fucking girl, stop acting so innocent. Of course she's saying all this from the mansion that Harvey bought her and still owns, you know, I know she still owns the fashion empire that he helped build by demanding certain starlets wear his wife's designs before anyone knew much about her, in case you don't know. Obviously, she owns the Marquesa clothing brand. And when Harvey's allegations popped up, the brand went dead. Nobody would be seen in those dresses and gowns and shit. And now it's making a comeback. But that was part of their deal. Listen, if I could be Harvey for a second, it kind of went like this. Listen, uh, I, I like to see different girls. I know I'm not the type of man you'd walk away with and marry. But look, I'll tell you right now, because of my power as a big producer, I can make so many starlets wear your gowns and wear your designer threads on the red carpets all over the world. This will be profitable for both of us. 
All you've got to do is marry me. We'll go to every party, every festival together. It'll be a relationship, kind of like our friends Bill and Hillary. And she went for it. That was their deal. That's how he got her. Don't forget, I'm the person who stopped the world from knowing he was cheating on her, the mother of his kids, with this beautiful socialite English designer way back in 2003. I'm the guy who didn't let that story get out because I uncovered it before the whole world did. And Harvey and I worked out a deal where I'd give a lot of gossip items to his publicity team. And if any other journalist in the world were going to call because they had tips that maybe he was dating this English socialite, this beauty, then his publicity people were instructed to give these gossip columnists other big stories and not print this affair that he was having with Georgina. I'm the reason why no one found out about her. Whatever he told her back then, a deal was struck. Make no mistake. What she did was no different than than someone holding their nose and eating a piece of spoiled cheese for a certain price. And listen, everybody's got a price. One day, when I, one night when I worked at Newsday in the back of the uh, sports department, a bunch of us guys were newlyweds and shit. And we're sitting around kicking it. It was kind of dead. And we started talking like, how much money would you take for some other guy to sleep with your wife? Now, initially, every guy says, no, none. There's no amount. I'm not going to, no one's going to fuck my wife. Okay, well, how much would it be? 10 million, a million, 5 million? What, how much? None. Forget it. It's never going to happen. So I kept throwing this out and everybody kept saying no. And then eventually somebody said, well, is it just once that he would fuck her? Yeah, one fuck. Okay. Somebody else said, um, would they be kissing or just sex? Just sex. Okay. How long would it go on? I don't know, five minutes. Okay. Eventually, all the people who said no dice, there's no amount of money I take, all came down to a certain price. Like I said, everybody's got a price. Doesn't make you a bad person. Just means we're real. Georgina had a price. Her price was, okay, I'll marry you, even though I don't like to really look at you. I know you can be a good person, but I'll marry you as long as my brand just jumps up and becomes a huge brand in the world of fashion. And you've got these movie stars you promised will wear my gowns at the Oscars and Golden Globes and the film festivals. And we make millions upon millions of dollars and the notoriety can't be beat. That was her price. And Harvey delivered. And she bore him two children. So let's all get this straight. She married Harvey Weinstein for convenience and access. I don't think she knew he was allegedly raping the same women he was advising to be Marquesa clients or maybe ripping off the same dresses she put on them before walking to a festival. But I'm sure she was disgusted by him for other reasons. And until she talks about his curious genital situation, which nobody under the sun can explain to me how a guy without a cock can rape girls, then I don't want to hear anything she has to say. I've seen this sort of thing before, guys. She should just be happy that she largely didn't get the scrutiny she deserves. She should just take her big-ass divorce settlement and just you know, kind of fuck off forever. And I mean that in a nice way. 
instead of hiring this PR team to punch up her image and force everybody to acknowledge that she still exists. As far back as 2016, there's a story about Georgina being unhappy that Harvey got uh, got caught trying to get that Italian model into his hotel room. So Georgina knew about his proclivities. This was a full year before Ronan Sinatra's story appeared anywhere. She had time to make a statement and walk away. But I'm sure the money she accepted was too great to leave. So she didn't really care for any other women who were going to be victims of her husband and his out-of-control sex addiction. Plus, I'm sure she knew that part of the allure that some actresses were caught up in was to be dressed in Marquesa at an award show. So, can you say complicit? I wish she wouldn't play so pure because no one's buying it. If I were her, I would just stop bringing it up. I don't hate her, but she made a deal with the devil so she could put some dresses on women who her husband bullied into wearing them. At the very, very least, she knew and she was cool with what was going on. And this whole I didn't know thing doesn't pass the smell test with me. And you know how powerful my nose is. Women like her and others, let's say like Melania Trump, she and Melania Trump could start a movement that would be bigger than me too. It would be for innocent, unsuspecting women who can't help but spread their legs when they see their unattractive male friend put down a black Amex card. I'm AJ Benza, and that was your podcast for March 6, 2020. I'll talk to you as Monday. Thank you for listening. Fame is a Bitch is an AJ Benza Workhouse Connect production featuring the endless wisdom, insightful commentary, and sometimes fucked up perspective of AJ Benza. Executive producer, Mike Agavino. Technical producer, Brian Vasquez.